and welcome to Diary of a Mad Black Teacher, the podcast. Diary of a Mad Black Teacher, Mad Signifying Making a Difference, is a compilation of stories from thousands of parents, students, coaches, and educators that I have experienced during my time here on earth as an educator. These stories have driven me to create a safe space for parents and anyone with an interest in students of color and students in marginalized groups where we can freely express ourselves and receive information that is specifically designed to help us successfully navigate through a systemically oppressive education system that of course was not designed for our children to succeed in. In each episode, I will give tons of resources, guidance, and information that will encourage, empower, and enlighten you on how to ensure an excellent and equitable education for you and your children, because you will know how to demand it and accept nothing less. And lastly, my hope is that this podcast will create a community of knowledgeable, strong people who work together to dismantle systemic oppression within education, as our current and future generations are depending on us to do so. Thank you for tuning in. Sit back, relax, and get ready to take some notes because class is in session. Hello, welcome back to class. I am so happy to have you back for the second episode as we are going to be discussing very important information to help you navigate through this new form of schooling that all school children and families are impacted by due to COVID-19. And just like how COVID-19 itself impacts specific marginalized groups more than others, It also impacts the education of specific marginalized groups more than others. So to avoid that and to ensure our children receive an excellent education in spite of COVID, I will be giving you resources and tips to do so today. Also educators, I have some tips for you too. I didn't forget about you. So let's begin with a recap of how we got into this state of affairs in the first place, where some students are learning in their homes, in front of their computers, Others are cautiously entering school buildings daily with shields, masks, gloves, plexiglass, separating them from their teachers and their peers. And in some cases, children entering school buildings where social distancing and safety precautions are overlooked and pretty much non-existent. I hate to go down this memory lane, I really do, but it is necessary and currently relevant, especially since Trump recently announced he and his wife have tested positive for COVID. Mid-March 2020, this is where it all started. Our lives changed drastically. Our lives as we knew it in freedom, and I say that very loosely with quotation marks around it, was stripped from us as we were mandated to quarantine. I don't think majority of us knew or could have imagined what that really entailed and how long it would last, but I definitely thought it would be over in a few weeks. And boy, was I wrong. So in a matter of hours, on March 17, 2020, thousands of schools and hundreds of thousands of teachers and administrators scrambled to create and implement distance learning with little to no warning. It was very chaotic as we scrambled to figure out how we were going to educate our children virtually. I saw teachers and administrators accomplish impossible tasks, and it was truly remarkable to witness. Extremely stressful to go through, but yet remarkable. Educators themselves witnessed two totally different ends of the spectrums as far as the experiences that their parents, students, and families were going through. Some children and parents were thankful that that the world they knew had slowed down a little bit and allowed them to get back to what was really important, which was family and their loved ones. While others were, were reminded of how much school and work were their escape and safe place from their home lives for various reasons, and it had been stripped from them. 
Some parents were happy to spend more time at home with their children and others second-guessed their decisions to become parents in the first place. Some teachers and educators have very different experiences as well, right? Some thrived at distance learning, while others struggled with learning the necessary technology to effectively implement a distance learning experience for their students. Some administrators excelled at managing their teachers from afar and checking their virtual classrooms, their quality or rigor of assignments, as well as student participation and engagement, and other administrators simply failed because at the end of the day, no one, and I mean no one, was ever trained or prepared to implement school virtually for this global pandemic. But what did that mean for learning and equity for students across America? I think it's time we talk about that because it impacts our kids the most. It meant that the equity gap that we have seen in this country for centuries and decades would only widen between the white and the black and the rich and the poor. And in this case, no one was at fault. Maybe maybe the government because they failed to react to prevent the spread of COVID in a manner and I think which we all think was acceptable. But the fate of our children's education at that time depended on very uncontrollable and unpredictable things like if teachers or administrators were able to quickly and effectively transition into implementing distance learning or if they had the resources to do so. Because remember, they were trying to do all of this from home. And what really wasn't talked about was some teachers did not have Wi-Fi at home. Why? Because we don't pay them enough. And we'll get into that later. And remember, Starbucks was also closed. So no, they couldn't go there for free Wi-Fi either. It also depended on if a student and their family could quickly access a computer, internet, a quiet space, or safe space to learn or if they could get nutritious meals throughout the day. As you can imagine, without going into further details of different people's circumstances, distance learning looked much different for a family with Wi-Fi, computers, a full refrigerator, a peaceful, clean, stable home with supports, than with a family without Wi-Fi, without a computer, lack of food, very chaotic home, or a home at all, with no or very little support. And the quality of teaching looked different for a teacher who had everything they needed at home, knew how to navigate through technology, and had administrative support versus the teacher who had very little resources, lacked technological literacy, and had inadequate administrative support and leadership. Educators were also asked to risk their lives very early, early on to get students and families the technology they needed, like Chromebooks or hotspots, on March 23rd, I was actually tasked with issuing Chromebooks to over 1,300 students and their parents. And the whole time I was wondering, what good are these going to do if my students don't have Wi-Fi? Because truth be told, the hotspots for Wi-Fi did not arrive until mid-May, and school was pretty much over at that time. Students with low socioeconomic status had very little access to participate in distance learning. Families who were struck with loss of jobs, could not afford housing, or even to feed their children throughout the day. And we know that when children are home all day, that means your refrigerator is empty. Schools and communities did the best they could to support and fill in those gaps for those families. But of course, many students were still left out of the learning process, which was not unfamiliar because many of them were left out of the process before COVID. 
This only widened the gap between their success and their ability to compete with their white and wealthier counterparts. As months passed and America again began to accept distance learning as a new reality, some school districts understood that the rushed systems put in place in March were temporary and inequitable because many students simply did not have the resources they needed to participate in education. So most students were given passing grades and many state assessments were exempt. School districts knew they needed to make drastic improvements to ensure their students and families received a great distance learning experience for the upcoming 2020-2021 school year if COVID was still impacting our country at that time. However, many districts failed to properly prepare and make those upgrades for various reasons. Some such as denial that distance learning would not be a thing for the 2021 school year, lack of money, resources, um, lack of staff to plan during the summer as teachers were off contract and weren't working for free as they should not have. Because again, we don't pay them enough as it is. Or the biggest reason being conflicted with threats, inaccurate information and different directives from the government because in the midst of this, it didn't make it any better that on a national platform, Trump and medical professionals continue to disagree on many things surrounding the severity and safety precautions needed to prevent the spread of COVID. States and cities debated about how and whether to reopen school campuses in August and September amid concerns about the spread of the virus in some states hitting peak numbers of confirmed cases of COVID in early August when schools were scheduled to reopen for the new school year. And despite peak numbers of confirmed cases, Trump insisting that schools reopen and threatening to withhold federal funding from schools that didn't reopen, although he actually could not do that. This caused districts across America to make very different decisions. A number of schools, specifically in LA, I remember, decided early in the summer that no one was going back to school for the first semester of the new school year. Some school districts waited to make decisions in late summer and to begin with an online learning model at first and then decided to monitor it on a monthly basis. Others took a hybrid approach of half distance learning and the other half in classroom learning. And other school districts decided to open their doors wide open for all students to return. Many teachers felt forced and terrified to go back into the classroom. And many parents believe that since their property taxes funded public education, teachers and school personnel should do exactly what they wanted them to do, and that was to accept their children back into their school buildings and in their classrooms, whether they were scared or not. Projections actually said that parents with low socioeconomic status and parents with uh, students with special needs would opt into returning to school more so than affluent families because they needed the school to feed their children or they couldn't afford childcare, so they needed their children to go to school or that they were lazy and didn't want to be bothered with their children so that they would opt into going into school. While affluent families would opt to stay at home because they had all of the resources and support to make sure their students were educated at home. And the data actually showed the exact opposite. Affluent families chose to go back into school at way farther num way higher numbers 
than parents with low socioeconomic status or parents with students with special needs. Reasoning being that affluence parent gave was that, well, our property taxes pay education and pay for educators. Our kids should be in school learning. Parents with special needs students said that they felt their students were making more progress at home and was safer at home than going into school, which is really heartbreaking. Parents with low socioeconomic status said, well, we don't want our children going to school and bring the virus back home to our parents or elderly people or people at risk that live with us. And we do know that the virus has caused death rates amongst Blacks and Latinos at a much higher rate. And unfortunately, because the systems of oppression that have been in place in this country lead to many Blacks and Latinas being in low socioeconomic status, it is really understandable of why they chose to keep many of their children home to keep their family members and people at risk in their home safe. Simply put, this country is divided, which is nothing new, but we need to make sure that our students of color and who are a part of marginalized groups are taken care of. And that the achievement gap and the equity gap doesn't widen anymore due to systemic oppression within education, because I want to be very clear. It is not this virus that has caused the gap to widen. It is systemic oppression and inequality that has been in place for centuries that has allowed the virus to widen the gap even further. Only if we allow it to, but we aren't going to. So let's tackle various situations and what to do's for all of them, including if your child or student is enrolled in distance learning, hybrid or face-to-face, -face, as you wanna listen to all of these tips because at any moment, your child's current method of learning could change with COVID changing things daily. These tips are applicable to all. Parents, make sure you know all safety protocols that your child's school is implementing. We know that children and teens have a higher survival rate of the um, virus, but they carry the virus right back into homes with their grandparents and family members who are, who are at high risk, and that is not good. So. If you have not received the following, please request it through email as email is the best form of contact at this time because we want to eliminate paper and letters being transferred from person to person. Okay, you should know this. Who is cleaning the building, your school building, and how often? You want to ask who's doing it because you want to make sure that your school actually has a plan and they're actually cleaning. If you ask this question and they cannot give you an answer, your eyebrows should raise and the alarm should go off in your head. And you wanna make sure that they have a plan and that they actually are cleaning. So you wanna ask this question so that you know that they are actually doing it. Ask if your child is staying in the same classroom or rotating throughout different classrooms in the building. Either way, request that your child has the same desk assigned to them every day to eliminate the spread of germs. Make sure your child has some form of mask, plexiglass, um, shield when they 
go to school and talk to them seriously about keeping it on all day. I know it's difficult, but we're seeing already students of color being targeted at higher rates for suspension of not wearing their mask, even though we know all students are struggling with that. I even struggle with it as an adult. Check your email daily to make sure you are not missing any updates and information because it changes daily. Make sure the school has an updated email for you. Make sure they have an updated phone number for you. And also, if your district does robocalls, make sure you have opted in for that so that you are not missing any notifications. Know that you probably will get notified of a case or two or several of COVID that has been confirmed in your child's school building. They cannot tell you who the person is, even if it's a teacher, because that's a violation of HIPAA, but they do need to notify you of any confirmed cases in your building. Parents, ask your teachers to email you a one-pager, one page of instructions on how to access all assignments, grades, and different learning platforms that they are using, including codes or passwords that you would need to access your child's learning. For example, Google Classroom and Canvas is widely used right now across the country, but they have codes that you need to access it. So make sure you get those. Ask the teachers if they can to embed all of the links to the different platforms, their Zoom meetings, if they're doing Zoom calls, into this document, into this one pager. So all you need to do is click the link and it'll take you to exactly where you need to go so you don't have to search everywhere for these different platforms. As I know many of you guys have different um, platforms that you're working with because you have children in different classrooms at different levels of education. And so we wanna make this as easy as possible. So just ask them to embed all of the information on one page and all you need to do is click the links to get there. Ask them also to tell you what is the best way to communicate with them because many teachers are using apps that help them communicate quicker such as Remind 101, and that'll also help you get responses from them faster than maybe leaving a voicemail. Very important to know right now how to report absences because it probably has changed because of COVID, the process has changed. So please make sure you know how to report your child's absence, if they're gonna be sick, if they're gonna be absent, if they're gonna be um, late, make sure you're reporting that so that they are not negatively consequenced because of attendance. Know how to look at your students' grades. If you need the passwords to look at their grades, make sure you get those. And get in the habit of checking with your child weekly their grades, making sure you're asking them when they come home every day to show you what work they've completed. Or if they're at home with you at the end of the day, show you the work that they completed. Because number one, this will help you understand what classes they're doing well in, and what classes they're struggling in. And at that time, you need to make sure that you reach out to those teachers, request extra help. Many of teachers have virtual um, tutoring hours or can log on early or stay late to help your child with whatever they're struggling with. But you want to address these issues right away. So please get in the habit of checking that daily or weekly. Be prepared for teachers to be out of school because of exposure to COVID as they're coming in contact with a lot of different children. So talk to your kids about that, that sometimes they will might, might have subs 
Go over symptoms of COVID with your children and remind them to tell you any time they might be experiencing any of them. Also, if your school provides um, free testing, you want to know that. If you um, talk to the school nurse, they should be able to tell you if they do. And if they don't, they should be able to give you a list of nearby clinics that do provide free testing. Let's move on to equitable learning. If your student is identified as in or any of the following groups, special education, deaf education, LGBTQ, low socioeconomic status, you want to make sure that they are still receiving an equitable education during COVID-19. If your student is in special education or deaf education, their IEPs, individual education plans, should still be implemented. Make sure all teachers have received their most recent IEP by simply emailing them and confirming they have received it and that they are implementing it at all times. If certain services, modifications, or accommodations cannot be implemented in their IEP because of distance learning or social distancing, you should have been made aware of this through some type of official document, meeting, or conversation where you agreed or disagreed. So make sure you check on that and contact your student's case manager if you have not been made if you have not been made aware of that because that is illegal. Make sure you have spoken with your student's case manager and that they are actively advocating for your student's access to supports while they're in school. If you are or have had issues in the past obtaining resources such as Wi-Fi, computers, internet, any type of school supplies that your student needed, please make sure you request leniency from the teachers and if necessary, the principal so that your child's grades are not impacted by that. Remember, teachers can only fail your student if they can prove they have implemented everything in your child's IEP with fidelity. I know many schools have limited the amount of restrooms that are in use for students as a safety precaution, but if your child is transgender or has a disability that requires them to have access to a designated or specific type of restroom, be sure that they have access to that. If the school is struggling um, to figure out options for you, just request that they allow your child to use the unisex bathroom that should be in the nurse's office or near the nurse's office. And every school should have some type of unisex bathroom. Okay, lastly, parents, I have heard that some of you have students who have not met their teachers yet. Literally, I've talked to a mom whose daughter has been in school for four weeks virtually and has only met two out of her four teachers. The other two teachers have just never shown up. If you are in this case where the district just has not gotten it together, teachers are not showing up, please do not allow your children to sit idly. Don't let them TikTok all day. Don't let them be on YouTube, play video games all day. There are so many learning opportunities around you in your house that you can have them learn. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of teaching them chores that you don't like to do around the house um, because those are life skills that they will need every single day of their life to be successful. Make sure they have a structure and a schedule. And this is for any parent who has children at home, virtually or not. Make sure they have a structure when they wake up, have something that they need to do, whether that's their personal hygiene, then eat and make breakfast clean up their sleeping area, go ahead and start doing some type of work. There's many resources online for you to teach them different subjects. 
even if a teacher is not showing up. Teach them how to budget, teach them the value of a dollar, teach them how to properly clean up, do workouts with them, make sure they're taking care of their physical fitness. I know some dads are teaching their sons and daughters how to change a tire. There's so many things that you can teach them. Please do not let this time be wasted. Educate them the best way you can. And world experience and life skills are some of the best things that they can learn right now. Teachers, I know you are all tired and it is important to take care of yourselves daily as you cannot pour from empty cup. Take breaks throughout the day. Take 10 minute breaks for yourself. Get some coffee, go to the restroom. Make sure you are taking time to breathe. Have a venting partner, but also have someone who can help you create solutions to the problems that you're venting about. Have a self-care day each week and completely unplug, meaning don't look at any emails, don't tend to any students, tend to yourself that entire day and take care of your mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical health. Try to exercise daily and also Many districts have provided free counseling to teachers and educators, so utilize it if you need to. Remember, you are working with children and parents who are in marginalized groups and at a disadvantage. Find ways to uplift them, encourage them, especially right now if they are Black, because they are dealing with the trauma of seeing images, sometimes daily, of people who look like them being murdered or treated unjustly, and many times, most times, without consequence. Simply put, don't add to their trauma. Try to make their learning experience as easy and seamless as possible and do it with empathy and understanding and within a no judgment zone because you have no idea of what they and their families are going through or have went through. School counselors, I know you are overwhelmed, but help yourself by working smarter and not harder. Create a system using Google Forms for students and parents to complete and request help from you. As we know, many of our students are struggling socially and emotionally right now due to isolation and undesirable living situations. Google Forms allows submissions to come directly to you and you can track data and trends of your students and families' needs and quickly reach out to them to give them the support that they need. School counselors, meet with all your students on your caseload, even if you have to do that via Zoom. Introduce yourself in the form and how they can contact you and explain exactly what it is that you can do and how you're there to help them. Also, create and publish office hours so they know when you're available to help them. Send weekly messages to your students and families on different self-care and wellness opportunities that they can take advantage of. Also, please work with teachers to create time for group activities that are fun and geared towards helping students socialize and interact with each other, even if it's via Zoom, because they really need that social interaction with their peers right now. Administrators, have grace. Right now is not the time to leave with a closed door. In fact, never is the time to leave with a closed door or rule with an iron fist. It is time to roll up your sleeves and help in any way you can. Show care and compassion because your teachers and staff are dealing with things you cannot imagine, and they are still showing up every day trying. Maybe not in the manner that you would like them to, but they are showing up. Coach them to where you want them to be. Denounce racism, inequity, unsafe practices, and low-quality teaching every time you see it and as soon as you see it or hear about it. Monitor data broken down by race and socioeconomic status 
in areas such as attendance, grades, assessment scores, discipline referrals, and referrals or counseling, as these data points will give you insight on the groups that need help the most during this time. Create teams within your staff to address these gaps and these issues because you have teachers and staff that are great in different areas. Learn their strengths and utilize them so that your school community is receiving the best educational experience for all your students and families in spite of COVID-19. We are in unprecedented times and we cannot allow the equity gap or achievement gap to widen even more for our students. We as educators, parents, community members, coaches, family members of students of color and students in marginalized groups have to work even harder together to ensure the gap does not widen and that our children receive an excellent and equitable education. They must be able to compete on a national and global scale, but we have to create those opportunities for them. We have to fight to break down these walls that are trying to keep them from obtaining that. We have to work together. Divided we conquer nothing. Together we will accomplish the impossible. Stay safe and let's get our babies educated, COVID or not. Thank you for joining me today. Please follow my Instagram page at Diary of a Mad Black Teacher and look for my weekly posts on every Teach Me Thursday. Comment under the post and tell me what topics you would like to hear discussed in future episodes. Also, please subscribe to Diary of a Mad Black Teacher, the podcast, on your favorite listening platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, or Spotify, as all my episodes are there. Links to free resources that will help you or your loved ones can be found on my website, diaryofamadblackteacher.com. And please be sure to check out freebies, upcoming events, and submit comments or questions on my website as well, as I absolutely check submissions daily and look forward to hearing from you. Lastly, if you are in need of more specialized and specific help, you can book a free consultation with me on my website. And remember class, you can be mad or you can make a difference. Have a mad amazing week and I can't wait to see you back in class. Class dismissed!